Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Welcome, everybody, to Impact the Borough podcast. I'm Luann Flanders-Steck, the Executive Vice President of Entrepreneurship and for Launch Greensboro and the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce and Fund Executive for First Launch Capital Fund. So today I'm joined by Clifford Thompson and Grace Rojek. Clifford and Grace, really thrilled that y'all are here today with us. So please introduce yourselves. Grace? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Luann. Again, I'm Grace Rojek, and I am the CEO and founder of a company called Unbox the Dress. And I'm so happy to be here. I'm relatively new to North Carolina and so happy to be here looking out my window at a blue sky. And I'm thrilled about that because I am originally from Northeast Ohio and then spent a good part of my career in Chicago. But I'm thrilled to be here in North Carolina. I know we're going to touch on that in a little bit, um, but just happy happy to be here. Great. Clifford. Yeah, and I'm uh, Clifford Thompson. Um, I'm also thrilled to be here. Um, I'm a, uh, first of all, huge fan of Unbox the Dress. And um, my day job, I'm uh, the president of a company I I co-founded with my family called Thompson Traders. uh, And we're manufacturers of sinks for the kitchen and bath. And uh, I'm the chair of the Launch Greensboro Advisory Board. um, And I, uh, I do... I'm also a board member of First Launch Capital Fund, which is the seed fund um, uh, under, uh, or I guess adjacent to uh, Launch Greensboro. And um, podcast listeners, Impact the Borough podcast listeners, recognize Clifford's voice. I am sure he's been on a few <laughs> of these before. So welcome like, back and thank you. Get him off. Don't put him on anymore. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, So thank you again for joining me today. We're here to talk about First Launch Capital Fund and its impact on the community and the region and the companies that are in our region, like Unbox the Dress. So as a quick overview, First Launch Capital Fund is a pre-seed stage fund investing in tech and tech-enabled businesses in the 12-county Piedmont Triad region of North Carolina, right where we sit. The investments are made at the earliest stage of a company, often alongside other investors, Um, And the fund is an initiative, as Clifford was mentioning, as an initiative of Launch Greensboro and the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce as part of our GROW campaign. So Clifford, you mentioned you're the board chair for Launch and part of the investment committee and board for First Launch. Why did you choose to get involved with First Launch? Because you do a lot of work for both organizations, but let's kind of focus on First Launch. I was really excited um, about about first launch uh, because I, I I noted when uh, Thompson Traders started, uh, we you know we kind of bootstrapped and we were on a shoestring budget, um, and it was just really 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 hard to get get capital get equity capital into the business, um, and I and I and I saw the impact on us. I think 
looking back on it now, I think if we would have had equity capital early on in the business, um, we probably would have grown a lot faster and had um, been able to go after more opportunities. Um, and so when, when, I, when I heard about uh, Luann, what you guys had created um, with the fund, um, you know, I heard about it very early on. Uh, it was really exciting for me and I saw a huge opportunity to very, uh, be very impactful in the community. Apart from that, I really love, um, I love the triad. I'm a huge fan of the triad. Uh, I moved back from Atlanta about seven years ago now. Uh, and immediate, you know, I grew up here, but when, you're, when you grow up in Greensboro as a kid, the first thing you wanna do is leave Greensboro. Um, and then when you're older and you've lived other places, you're like, oh man, Greensboro is pretty nice. Um, so when we came back, I just fell in love uh, and I wanted uh, other people to get to experience um, life in Greensboro. So I felt like this was a really great way to, uh, to have an impact and to create something really neat uh, and, uh, you know, bring more people back to Greensboro. So th those are the two big reasons. Um, and apart from that, I really love business. I love startups. I love seeing the energy going on with startups. Um, so it's, it's a little selfish in that regard because um, it's like one of my favorite things uh, to do outside of uh, work. I couldn't agree more. Obviously, <laughs> I love startups every single day. Um, yep. So the funds already made five local investments in CrewPay, ThreatSketch, SoElect, Prudos, and now Unbox the Dress was our fifth investment. And we're really excited about these amazing businesses and opportunities, but we're going to spend some more time on Unbox. So Grace, please tell us a little bit more about the company, why you started it, um, and kind of why you partnered, you haven't said this out loud yet, but why you partnered with your mom. Absolutely. Well, first I'll share kind of what it is we do. So at Unbox Address, we help the 70% of married women in the United States that are still holding on to their wedding dress kind of take that garment and dust it off and make something absolutely beautiful and meaningful from that fabric that they can enjoy and gift to their family members. So we worked with dresses from 1901 to 2020 and we make over 30 different products. So think, you know, bridal robes to give to a daughter to wear on the morning of her wedding day, christening gowns, holiday decor, you know, tons of stuff, endless opportunities. And uh, we also launched a service to kind of serve our customers. It's called Save the Dress. And so essentially, you know, if you've redesigned part of your dress and you know you want to make something else in the future, we can properly preserve and store that fabric on site with our team. And we now offer that to recent brides. So instead of getting the big box like mom did, you can just send your dress right to unbox the dress. Um, so where did this idea come from? Well, I'll share this. I've always wanted to start my own company. I was the kind of person that was like working on business plans at a coffee shop after getting off of work and was just sort of waiting for the right idea. And I was helping my mother clean out my grandmother's house. And we found several of these big boxed wedding gowns uh, that belonged to my aunts. And that's when we really saw firsthand the emotional attachment people feel towards these dresses. My aunts hadn't seen them in, you know, 20 plus years. And instead of saying, oh yeah, just donate it. They were like, no, 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 send it to me. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I can't get rid of this dress. Um, so I sew a little bit and my mother and I are both entrepreneurial. And so we're like, okay, let's see if this is a universal problem for women. And we found out that it was. 
you know, so we started to think about all the different things you can make with the dress. Um, in the early days, we bought a ton of consignment dresses and worked with seamstresses to see what you could make and went to bridal sh um, shows together. I love that I'm in business with Lorraine, who's my mother, um, because we have really complementary strengths. So I'm a very action oriented and future focused and she um, loves data and is very process driven. So we have a really good balance. And we also kind of represent the clients that we serve. So our two primary clients are, you know, kind of that mother of the bride and then the recent bride. And that's exactly who we are. So I think we understand our, our customers on a really personal level too. Yeah. And I think that Clifford would agree that that's one of the reasons, the complementary skills of you and your mom, that's one of the reasons why, because most investors won't invest in companies that have family running them. Um, Clifford's in one. <laughs> um, so from that perspective, the complementary skills that you guys had is part of the reason why we were excited about, I mean, there are many reasons why we we're excited about this investment, that, but that was one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you recently moved, you, we've talked about that. You moved from Ohio. Kind of what made, helped you make that decision and why choose our region? So we always knew that we wanted to eventually open up a production facility and have our whole, our whole team under one roof. It's just better for the business, more efficient. Um, but we bootstrapped to begin with and built the company actually in the lower level of Lorraine's home. Um, so we, we did that for as long as we could. And finally, when we're bursting at the seams, you know, the house is filled from floor to ceiling with wedding dresses. We're like, I think it's time. And we were really thoughtful about where do we set up shop? Um, and that really drew us to the, in general, the Carolinas because of that history of garment manufacturing and the ability to hire people who still know how to sew. I mean, a lot of areas of the country, nobody knows how to sew a button on a pair of pants. Um, so yeah, part of it was, you know, labor considerations, but also, also tapping into the general network of resources that still exist here tied to that history of garment manufacturing. Um, and then we specifically landed on Winston-Salem after visiting here. And we felt this energy where it's like, Winston-Salem and the triad in general, they're, you know, they're growing. It's an area that's growing. Um, it's got amazing universities, big national companies like Haynes Brands, um, resources to help young companies like us, um, including First Launch, but also groups like, you know, Winston Starts is a group we joined that helped facilitate our move. So there's just an energy here that's really supportive of people who are doing things um, and building companies that aren't just pure tech or pure, you know, biomed, some of those more traditional VC-backed industries. And uh, we felt that. So we made the move and we've been here since September. That's really cool, Grace. And I, I that, that's always, it, it impresses me that you guys took that leap because I mean, you're starting a business, right? Which is already a risk. Like, so you're at risk. Um, and everybody knows, anyone who's ever started a business knows 100% that your network, uh, your close friends and family are really, I mean, they're everything in the very early days, right? Like they're your, they're your mentors, they're, your, you know, your shoulder to cry on. Um, so what was that? What's that like? And, 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 and how, how, how would you say to other people who are considering making a move like that? Like, what, what do they need to watch out for? And, and maybe a little bit more about how you did it? And how do you when you move to this new community, how do you integrate yourself quickly and kind of get the, that social network in place? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's important, like you said, it's critical from a really early stage of the company to find people who get it, you know, whether it's from a values-based perspective or they just connect personally to the, the concept of what you're building and they believe in you. Um, and the benefit um, or one of the silver linings of a the shifts that have happened around COVID is that you can connect with people virtually. Um, so that's played a role in what we've done. I mean, we did an accelerator program called the Brandery, uh, 100% remotely this past year. Um, but then, you know, there's also something to be said about where you're going to plant roots and if the general community supports what you're doing. And so, you know, it's a balance of being able to, especially when things start to open back up, I can't wait to have, you know, the grand opening party and invite all these people who have been so supportive virtually to meet us in person. Um, but there are resources there. And I think my biggest advice to people starting a company is to, like I said, if people don't get it, don't let that discourage you because there are people out there who are going to get it and connect what you do and they will be the people who will help you get there. That's great. That's, awesome. That's good advice. Great Thank advice. You. I agree. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your growth because you've been growing kind of like crazy. It's fabulous. Um, and how many people have you hired already in our wonderful region? Yeah. So now we have a team of 10 and we're still hiring um, kind of skilled, trained seamstresses. And we have a seamster now. Um, and it's been exciting. It's like, you know, we've in the last 12 months have served over a thousand clients from coast to coast. And again, that goes back to, I think all businesses right now are finding ways to really focus on their digital experience for people who um, are at home and providing them that feeling of an in-person consultation, you know, through digital tools. So it's an exciting time to be in e-commerce um, because people are really open-minded to engaging with customers online. And it's our job to kind of find a way to serve them no matter where they are in the country. That's awesome. And did you, did you really, were you surprised how easy it was to find these, these skilled labor that you needed? I mean, I can't even remember the last time I used a seamstress. So that yeah. does seem like a very difficult group to find. Sure. It, I wouldn't say it was easy, but I wouldn't say it was, you know, too challenging either. Um, one, and what I love about, you know, our group is that people can come from a variety of different backgrounds. So we have people who aren't classically trained, but have been sewing their whole lives and mm. are just, you know, so good at what they do. Mm. And then we've hired several students from UNCSA who have come out of the uh, theatrical technical costume development department. And so at first you're like, okay, how does that relate? But there really are a lot of synergies because you need to kind of bring someone else's design concept to life. Yeah. Um, and they have just amazing technical skills, better than me. I'm kind of happy I'm not, not doing the sewing anymore. Um, so we have all different ages, all different backgrounds and um, that makes it really fun to come to work. So I have, a, I have a kind of funny personal question. I've always wondered what the most meaningful product that you've developed and sent to someone was. Oh, gosh. You've, done, you've, you've helped a thousand people, right? Over a thousand people re yeah. redesign and get products from their wedding dress. What, <laughs> what one stands out? 
Yeah, wow. Um, so there's definitely a bunch. And uh, I'll first say that that's kind of the magic of what we do, that every dress has a story behind it. And we're helping people extend that story um, and that legacy, that legacy of love. So I, I don't mean to play favorites, but there is one that definitely stands out in my mind. Um, it was a set of sisters who were was doing a project to surprise their mother. And in the prior year, their mother and father's house had burnt to the ground and everything was destroyed except for one closet, which had some family photos and their mom's wedding dress. And wow. um, so, That's yeah, incredible. so That's I, would say, I would say almost, you know, 80% of the dress was unusable just from smoke damage and um, melting high heat. Uh, but there was some lace that we was we were able to basically soak and treat and um, ended up making um, used new base fabric, but used her lace to make a robe for her mom and a guardian angel ornament for her mom for Mother's Day. And it was just really emotional because they had been through a lot, but it was sort of this symbol of like, you know, they're going to be okay. That really is emotional. Holy cow. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I get that. Woo, that's great. Thank well, you. What a great story, too. I mean, that's just something that can be shared so easily, and it's so impactful. That's really, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I know um, I don't really think of us ever as like selling. It's so easy to just kind of share what we do, and it connects to people. And you know, people immediately think about: Do you have your mom's dress or your dress, or um, when you start your family? What are you know how to pass things on to them? So I never really feel like we're working. It's just like connecting to women and families, and so it's exciting. How, how do people react to you when you tell them kind of about your business? You know, like let's say you're you're at a bar having a drink, and I know we have been able to do that a lot because of COVID. But um, how how do people react to you when you tell them about your business? I think, like I said, most people kind of go to their personal lives and are like, okay, wait, what dress would I have? Am I one of the, you know, in that 70% that has at least one dress? Um, and, and finding a way to think about, okay, well, what, what could I make? Or, um, oh, I have sons, you know, what could I make for my sons? Um, and then if anybody doesn't get it, you know, there, there are some men who get it right away. There are some gentlemen that don't connect. Usually if I say, hey, you know, when you move from house to house and you have that big box that you just, you know, keep seeing and you don't know why, you know, why you keep moving around your wife's dress, we help you make something, you know, more special with that fabric and that dress. So mm. people find a way to connect to it for sure. That's yeah. great. That's great. So can we shift gears just a second? So Clifford? Yes. How, what? It's part, it's part of the investment process. We do due diligence and we ask a thousand questions. So what, as you think about that process, what, what were some of the, I, I mentioned the fact that Lorraine and Grace have different headsets and that's one of the things we always look for. But what were some of the other reasons that First Launch made this, made this investment decision? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a great question. Um, and you know when you're when you're really early on, I think in in, in the type of investments that first launch is making, um, ultimately you're really you're betting on the people uh, involved, you know. Um, and I think we all thought very highly of Lorraine and uh, and Grace, and we're just really impressed. Um, they made it a little easier on us too because they you know they were already monetizing this thing, so it was a going concern um, at that point. You know, very very young business, but still great marketing. Um, the value proposition was evident. 
they were selling it and making money. Uh, so that's, that makes it a lot easier than some of the other investments we make where it's, you know, pre-revenue, um, early stage, just idea basically with really a fleshed out idea, but still just an idea. Um, I think on top of that, we saw a huge opportunity in the market. Uh, I mean, I am, I'm one of those, uh, Grace, I got it immediately when I, I got to see your pitch the first time uh, with the Venture South uh, screening group. And immediately I was like, oh, that is awesome. You know, that is just something that makes so much sense. And I think your timing, the timing was perfect because everyone is looking these days how to reduce waste, right? How to upcycle things. Um, we just don't, no one wants to throw things away anymore. And how, how can we turn something that we have into something that's useful? Um, that we don't really use anymore. How do we make it useful? So I, I uh, for me personally, and I think for the investment committee, I think we looked at all of these different factors and it just, it just made a ton of sense. Um, but I will say ultimately it was, um, it was the team uh, that was in place and, and what they had achieved so far that just got us all really excited about the business. Thank you, Clifford. And I, I can jump in and say, you know, I appreciated that first launch, um, took the time to really understand, you know, I think, some folks who did the quick glance at the company um, were afraid of being tied to bridal because it's a competitive period of time. If you're really just targeting the bride, it's a competitive period of time where they're getting a lot of marketing thrown at them. And, um, but really we're not tied specifically to that. We have other types of customers. We have this inventory of 63 million dresses in the United States that can be redesigned for a number of different reasons. And um, then we have the service offering that has nice reoccurring monthly revenue to continue that, you know, that relationship with our customer. So I appreciate that first launch um, and the community took the time to really understand, you know, we've got pretty feminine branding, but we, we've got big, big plans and big potential for growth. Yep. So let's let's go there real quick, Grace. What's what's next? I mean, I I know what's next. I think, but what's next for for Unbox? Ah, so last year in the midst of COVID, it was a big operational year. Like we moved the company, we hired a lot of people. We were setting ourselves up so that if we hit that tipping point, and when we hit that tipping point, we can handle demand without sacrificing quality. So with that accomplished, now we're really focused on getting the word out there. Um, I see our biggest competitor as just people not knowing that this is an option for them. Um, so we're trying to find the ways to kind of shout out the fact that we're here and available without, you know, responsibly. So I think, um, I can't speak in too much detail, but we've got some exciting national partnerships in the works, which will help us do that. And um, my goal is really that in the next three years, people know our name and they know that they can use our services. I think I one of the things that you've talked about in the past, and I think it's really cool to think about is repurposing other garments. Um, and so as I, I was thinking about that, I, I adored some of my grandmother's clothes yeah. and I was thinking, oh my gosh, how cool would it be if I could do that with my grandmother's fifties and sixties clothes? 
and that goes back to what Clifford was saying about um, kind of the sustainability tie-in of what we do. So yes, we're focused on wedding dresses right now, but we've already had clients come back to us and say, hey, you did my wedding dress, but I've got this dress that belonged to my grandma. It's not a wedding dress. Can you turn it into 10 angels that I can give to my family members? And the answer is yes, absolutely we can. The technology, the operating processes, it all applies. So we're happy to kind of be pioneers in that space of basically helping an individual say, okay, I'm not wearing this. I don't want to have it end up in a landfill. What can I do to kind of increase the shelf life of this item that I love? I love that. And maybe who knows? I mean, you know, men are becoming more fashion oriented every day. You might have an unbox the tux event going yes. on here soon. Right? I love it. Or <laughs> I, I have often thought about like military uniforms. Military. So then, oh, know. yeah. That's yeah. huge. That would there's definitely sentimental pieces out there that everyone has that that would fit into your into your box that you've created you know yeah yeah that and I love, she's created anyway sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love I love the save the dress aspect I forgot to mention that the save the dress aspect is just a really smart way to create these kind of sustainable reoccurring uh revenues that just in it, it, it's a feeder right you guys use it also as a feeder to feed you into into the transactional side of the business where yeah, and that's and make stuff, right? That's been a shift. It's like when we launched, we really were speaking more to like that baby boomer woman who's had her dress forever and recognizes that it's not really in style anymore, but she still loves it. Um, but it's been a pleasure to get to know like the more modern bride because women are still spending a lot of money on these gowns, but then they've seen like, okay, um, what my mom did before me didn't you know, wasn't a good value prop for me. I'm more comfortable with this idea of upcycling. Maybe I'm not ready right now, but when I start my family, I would love to do something. So understanding her headset and, you know, connecting to her is also part of what's ahead in the next couple of years. Yeah. That's, That's great. Awesome. That's great. So Clifford, thinking about the future, kind of what, tell, share that with the audience, kind of what are the plans and the goals for the fund as we move into 20, through 2021 into 2022? Well, you know, we, um, we've made, we've made a lot of investments. I think if you look at a fund our size, um, you know, you can compare us to bigger funds, uh, you know, billion dollar VC funds. And I think they'll probably do one or two investments a year. And we've made quite a few. So one of, I think one of our really uh, important short-term goals is working with our portfolio companies um, and, and, and making sure they're getting the resources from us uh, to help them succeed. We're always, of course, we're, we're about to close our second, uh, second round of fundraising. Uh, so anyone listening, if you're interested, if you're accredited and you're interested, please reach out to either Luann or me uh, or anyone else who's on the, uh, uh, on the uh, advisory board or the, the First Launch Capital Fund board. Um, but outside of that, really, we want to make, we really want to make this very impactful for the community. So getting some success, hopefully getting an early exit, uh, one of our portfolio companies in the not too distant future, uh, and showing the community that there is uh, venture works in Greensboro, um, and in the triad, especially, you know, in, the, in all these counties that we're investing in, showing that it works and showing that it's a very viable thing. Um, and, and then we'll probably raise some more money later this year or early next year um, and, and, and keep growing and keep investing. Great. Uh, Luan, do you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I, you said it well. You said it well. It's <laughs> portfolio management, it's fundraising, and it's execution on new deals. So, yeah, the other thing I will say is that if you're an early stage company in the triad and you're looking for funding, um, 
feel free to reach out. And I'm sure that Grace would be happy to talk to you about her experience. You want to share anything about that, Grace? Oh, yeah, I'm happy to connect. And I, I, I see this as our long term home. And so we're very invested in in the growth of the region. We love to be, you know, we, that's part of why we picked the triad of Winston-Salem is because we wanted to join a community that we felt like was on the up and up. Um, so happy to connect with anybody. And I will say that, you know, the having First Launch step up to be the lead investor has been really meaningful for us because when you're approaching other VC groups or angels who say, okay, we don't have the bandwidth to really go deep into due diligence or interested in you, I can say, you know, I've had this group, they have vetted us very thoroughly and they've given us their stamp of approval. They've helped to set really fair terms for the round. Um, so the, obviously the money itself is helpful, but so is the network here locally. And then again, that to be able to go to other funds and say, Hey, you know, we've, we've been through the due diligence process and, and we got the green light. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we obviously love what we do and are excited about your business. What else do you all want to share with the group? What did I did? What did I ask that you wanted to say? I think we've covered quite a bit, but I guess I'll say, you know, it never hurts hurts to say that if someone locally is listening and you um, want to get involved with the company, you can reach out. And um, if you have a wedding dress that belongs to you or someone in your family and you want to work with us, we would love to help you make something um, beautiful to enjoy and to pass on. I would second Grace. I mean, check out Unbox Address, a super, super cool tech enabled company that is took, you know, something that was kind of an ancient tradition, you know, seamstressing and, 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 and made it something new and really exciting and fun. Um, I mean, I go check out their website and there's just so many, it's really neat. And, you know, I don't own any dresses, um, but it's just, it's cool to see the whole process and it, they've made it really easy. So I would encourage people uh, to go check it out, even if you're not in the market right now, because it's, it's really a really cool platform. Yep, it really is. And I am one of those people, my wedding dress is hanging in the closet. It's probably disintegrated by now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, like, have a repair they have a repair service too. I know they have a repair service. <laughs> I don't really have anybody to give it to. So <laughs> we'll so. make something beautiful for you, Luann. We'll do like, Thank you me. know, some holiday decor, a purse, you know, like I, I said, there's 30 different things. So there's got to be something. There's some decorative got, pillows. Yeah. There pillows, you go. The pillows. Yes. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So yeah. maybe anyway. So, okay. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out our discussion. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, everybody that joined us for Impact the Borough, and especially Clifford and Grace. It was great fun um, sharing this information. And Grace, do you mind me congratulating you? Grace <laughs> is getting married soon. So she even started this before she had her own wedding dress. So <laughs> it's really sweet. Um, congratulations. Excited for you and uh, look forward to actually we've never met in person because all of this has been done virtually. So I can't wait for your grand opening to come <laughs> visit the space and um, to meet your future husband and your mother Aww, and Lorraine. Thank you. Thank you, Luann. Yeah, it is crazy to think that we've never met in person because I feel like I know you. I feel like you're part of the team. Um, and yes, I am getting ready to get married. And we are actually like many of the couples that we work with. We are a COVID couple. So we were originally planning to get married last year, but postponed it a year. So um, 
we're finally getting our heads back into planning and looking forward to going through this journey ourselves. Great. Very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. So again, if you want to learn more about Unbox the Dress, it's unboxthedress.com. And if you want to learn any more about First Launch Capital Fund, it's firstlaunchcapital.com. So thank you all again. I um, hope everybody has a wonderful afternoon and we will talk to you all again soon. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yeah. Enjoyed it. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time. Thank you.